Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today. Last week, we had a father on the air. In fact, we had him on twice within a week or so. His daughter died of fentanyl poisoning, and he was trying to get a piece of legislation through the Public Safety Committee in Sacramento. That was Alexandra's act, and uh, that didn't happen. Uh, it was dealing with uh, giving these people a warning when you sell drugs. If it ends up killing somebody, you could be charged eventually with uh, some form of murder. Uh, they compared it to like a drunk driving situation. Uh, we're going to be talking again about a failure with the Public Safety Committee, and we did talk about this story when it happened last September. A woman by the name of Mary Kate Tibbetts, a uh, 61-year-old homeowner in Sacramento's Land Park neighborhood, was murdered by a violent transient who broke into her home and also killed her two dogs. I remember talking about this uh, there was an attempt with the Public Safety Committee, the Kate Tibbetts Act of 2022, but it went down in flames, Assembly Bill 1827 to the Public Safety Committee. It actually was proposed by a Democrat Assembly member by the name of Jim Cooper, who's running to be uh, Sacramento County Sheriff. Uh, we have the opportunity now because he reached out to us to talk to Kate Tibbetts' brother, Dan, about this and all he's been doing to try to affect some change with California's dangerous criminal justice system. Dan Tibbetts, welcome to the John and Ken Show. Thanks for coming on. 
He dropped. He dropped off. Oh, okay, no. we'll wait. To, we'll wait to reconnect here. And by the way, the bill. We can talk about that with him, but he also wants to talk about Prop Fifty Seven a lot. He wrote an editorial, and he's been working with a radio station up in Sacramento to try to affect change uh, from uh, the. Uh, death of his sister uh, it would have requirements for high-risk parolees location monitoring device if the person is homeless or described in the bill as a transient it failed easily two to five in the public safety committee um, yeah they the don't idea was that if somebody has a violent background and now they're homeless uh, we have to find a way to keep an eye on them right? they, they will not vote for anything that would create one extra prisoner or take away one bit of freedom from uh, a, a, a felon, a violent felon. Right. All right let's try again here. Dan Thier. Yay, Dan. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm great. How are you? Appreciate Th- you having me on the show. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're, we're Thank glad you. to hear from you. We want to hear all that you're doing in, in the honor of your sister. Yeah, we, I mean, we hate to. Can you go through the story again just for the people not, not aware of it? Yes. Yeah, so um, on the night of September 2nd, morning of September 3rd, somebody broke into my sister's house uh, and, and murdered her, um, assaulted and murdered, uh, ransacked the house, and then um, set fire to the house. And um, afterwards, the person was apprehended the next day. And then afterwards, we, we found out various details, and, and the details were extremely disturbing. Um, my sister died of what I could, what I call a political perfect storm. Okay. First off, this person was in prison previously for his second violent felony. And then because of proposition 57 and then California department of corrections and rehabilitation and their push to empty prisons, this person was released as part of the um, initial 76,000 early releases. And he was out on parole. Then in June of last year, he stole an automobile and was apprehended. But because that was a nonviolent crime as defined by Prop 47, he was released. And he was, and then the, the third strike is it's it's not state law. There there is a push by um, an assembly member from L.A. area to to make zero bail state law, but it's local policy, and the person was released on zero bail. So the person did not show up in June for his arraignment for the auto theft, and therefore had a warrant out for his arrest. But because this person was transient, homeless, they had no way of finding this person. And then three months later, would he would pay a visit to my sister's house, and which would be fatal. And this so was a random I, I attack. That. Yes, it was. Oh my God! I'm, I mean, you talk about all the stars aligning against your sister. And it's just so everything you talk about is just so random and also so unnecessary. Absolutely. But but my sister, okay, some characterize this as um, um, a freak occurrence. But as 
we're watching, we, the, the population, the citizens of the state of California are watching this happen, happening multiple, multiple times a week. Right. And there's a, a common, common denominator of it's the early release felons violating their paroles that are, that are committing the vast majority, it seems like the vast majority of these heinous crimes. Yeah, well, we, we have talked about this frequently, and you wrote this. Did you get this published yet, or it's still a, in a draft form? It's still in a draft form. Yeah, he's written a draft op-ed. Yeah, it's an op-ed by uh, crime is skyrocketing and, and it, in California. It's about, it's about how Prop 57 would eventually release 76,000 convicted felons. Uh, that's the goal of, of Gavin Newsom. And the people that run the uh, the corrections department, and and the people who run the corrections department, the chief of that is appointed by Newsom, and so they're in agreement on policy. Let's release as many felons, violent felons, because by the time you're releasing seventy six thousand, there's a, rot, a lot oh, of yeah. nasty, it's, ugly, it's violent ugly. felons in there. And, All right, Dan, Dan, can you hold on? Yes. Yeah, we want to talk more with the Dan Tibbetts is our guest. Uh, He's the brother of a murder victim up in the Sacramento area. Her name was Mary Kate Tibbetts, a 61-year-old homeowner, just going about her life when a uh, violent transient broke in, killed her, and then eventually set the whole house on fire and also killed her two dogs. And now uh, Dan has devoted a lot of his time in honor of his sister to trying to make the public more aware of California's dangerous prisoner release problems. We're talking about his editorial and it deals mostly with the evil Proposition 57. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, we continue now with Dan Tibbetts. He's uh, from the Sacramento area. He reached out to us. We had talked about the death of his sister. Last September, his sister Mary Kate was murdered in her own home in the Land Park neighborhood of Sacramento. And uh, it was a transient that apparently had been paroled and was recently arrested uh, for a car theft, but he was uh, released uh, and uh, he was wandering around. There was a warrant out for him. However, um, because he's a transient, they weren't really were able to nail down where to find him, and eventually he entered Mary Kate's home, and he murdered her, and he set the whole home on fire. Two dogs also died, and that's gotten him involved in California's criminal justice system. All right, and he's written a, uh, a, a draft for an op-ed about uh, Newsom allowing this release Prop 57. Prop 57, which was pushed by Jerry Brown, as we yeah. told you. And the public was lied to about it. It, it can result in the release of 76,000 convicted felons. You, you, you write in your piece, Dan, talk about why you think this progressive crowd does this. Because anybody with a lick of common sense knows that if you release violent felons over and over again, they're going to hurt more people. They're going to commit more violent felonies. That That's embedded in their nature. That's what they do. Why do you think this crowd keeps letting the violent felons out? Well, I believe, I don't believe there's any anything sinister. I think it's extreme naivety. It's, um, it's, it's the premise of everybody is good at heart. And, and, these people who were incarcerated uh, had to resort to crime because of the circumstances that they were living within. And, and I believe that is true for the vast majority of the population, 99% of the population. But that remaining 1% is pure evil. 
Yeah. And that's that's where this this premise falls apart. Now we've been made safer as these people, this pure evil has committed crime in the past. They've been arrested. They've been tried, they've been convicted, they've been incarcerated. And over time, as these people are weeded out of society, we're made safer. Until politics intervenes with good intentions, very reckless, but good intentions, and releases a good chunk of these people back into society. It, it should be no surprise to anybody that the crime rate skyrocketed as a result. But we've gone through these cycles before. It's been proven that when you put bad guys away, the crime goes down. It has to. Yeah, then they brag because, about the low the low crime rate. I mean, right. I mean they, they, they dramatically dropped the crime rates in the 1990s after the three strikes and related ideas. I mean, it. I and it's common sense, right? If bad guys are locked up, they can't hurt you. If they're out on the street, exactly. they will hurt you. I, I mean, I... I understand what you're saying, but I, I sometimes I wonder if they really just want to undermine our civilization. I, I, I wonder if the people behind these, these ideas are evil. A lot of the politicians are evil. Because I can't imagine anybody in their right mind who's lived at least, oh, I don't know, 40, 50 years. How could you possibly not see the cycles we've gone through? Well, I've, I've lived, uh, lived them myself and remember the... 70s and into the 80s and it's um it's a it's a cycle and and we're just at a low point and well hopefully we're at the low point in the cycle it's uh direly important we we reverse the trend but um it it's been going at least in my lifetime i go back to the mid 60s don't really remember the 60s but was there but I remember the 70s, and it's been cyclical ever since. So um, as for politicians being evil, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to comment on that. I, <laughs> I don't know if I agree or not. All right. Well, think about it. It's a radical idea I have. Right. But, you know, as you write in this editorial, following the inauguration of Governor Newsom, utilizing provisions of Prop 57 and an executive order from the governor, the California Corrections Department implemented emergency procedures to release early approximately 76,000 convicted felons. I mean, they're on their way to that. I mean, that's just an amazing number because that's most of the people in the state prison well, system. It, of course, it's going to lead to an increase in crime. But, but, if but, only if even just a small percentage of them recommit, recommit felon, uh, rather violent felonies. Because talk about, going back to your point, if, if they think these people are good, what what explains this this all this violence and then you let them out and they commit more violence clearly whatever phony programs they have in prison to rehabilitate them or reeducate them don't work on most of these guys i don't understand what they base their viewpoint on what's the evidence for their belief well again i i go back to extremely naive but the very sad part is the consequences of this naive perspective have have been catastrophic. Not just for my sister. It's we don't know what the statistics are. Shared some numbers were shared with me 
from the district attorney's office here in Sacramento County. If, if those numbers are indicative of statewide trends of crime caused by these early release felons, it's tens of thousands of felony crimes that have been committed. But yeah, the- corrections is, being, is not being transparent with what's the corresponding crime caused by these early releases. Yeah, you do indicate that in your editorial. That's something I we'd really like to get a hold of is real good statistics on just how much crime is being recommitted by all these people getting this early release. And by the way, they don't like to call it early release, but that's what Prop 57 is affecting. But that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. You have to. Yeah. One thing you have to do. They claim they got good credits. They got credits for good behavior in you, prison. You, but as you write in here, the bar's really low because that Smiley Martin, who's one of the suspects in that Sacramento mass shooting, you're right. He was involved in all sorts of crime while in prison. He got into fights, and they released him early for good behavior. So clearly, they're making this stuff up. See, what, what, you, what you have to do is, is fight the way they've abused the language. They've corrupted the language. And they have all these phrases they use in order to soft pedal the damage that they're doing. Because if you, if you control the language, you control the debate. And so they have come up with their own jargon, their own euphemisms. And they're constantly disputing language. That's why it's really important. And I like the way you wrote this. It, it's, you're, you're a straight shooter. You, you write bluntly. You speak bluntly. You call what you see. And that is a very good weapon against, uh, against these people because these people just try to gas up uh, any, any kind of discussion with their phony phrases and euphemisms. Dan, thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, and Dan, if you could share with our producer, Ray, that any of the data you got from the Sacramento County DA's office about these uh, felons reoffending, we'd like to know that because you're right. You can't get this information, and no media outlet down here covers it. Right, and which is why, well, if, if I can have another minute or so, if I can just say that I'm pursuing this because well, we've had too many victims, frankly, uh, because of these early releases. And if I can do anything to help anybody, even if it's only one person from suffering such a horrific fate as my sister, plus the numerous others, including that UCLA student and the nurse and all the people in the downtown Sacramento mass shooting, and, and the list goes on. And in, in Sacramento, a week or two after my sister died, there was a, a gang shooting where an early release um, gang banger uh, was shooting at, um, I guess, a rival gang member not far from my house here in Sacramento and, and inadvertently shot his seven-year-old niece and killed her. So just an, another senseless murder. Right, committed Dan. by these people. So if I can do anything to wake people up, and I'm not looking for elected officials to solve this problem. They've felled the public too many times. So I'm, I'm hoping to wake up people and they vote accordingly. All right, Dan Tibbetts, thanks for coming on. He is the uh, brother of Mary Kay, Mary Kay Tibbetts, who was murdered in her home in Sacramento by a transient who got early release from prison. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI New York Times has put on their front page uh, a story about uh, Diane Feinstein being in the bag. 
No, they, they yeah. caught up to what was already reported by yeah, a number of outlets it's, a couple it's weeks ago. It's mostly a rehash of what the San Francisco Chronicle did, although they did yeah. have one story about a lawmaker uh, saying that uh, uh, said they had a conversation with her on an airline flight, and that's where he had to reintroduce uh, himself multiple mm. times, help her locate her purse repeatedly, and kept answering the same set of basic small talk questions over and over again. Who was this person? Uh, another lawmaker. I don't another know if it was lawmaker. a senator or congressman, but I guess they were on the same plane, maybe next to each other, and uh, they kept having the same conversation over and over and over. Because you meet new people all the time. That's right. That's, yeah. that's the cool thing about it. Coming up after 5 o'clock, we'll are you? play a little, a little more audio from the mayor's debate last night. We're going to focus on one person, though, for most of the time we spend on this, and that's uh, the loser, Kevin DeLeon. Wow. And he every time he gets out there on the stage, he makes an even bigger fool of himself. This is the man that could not recite the Pledge of Allegiance, John's favorite clip. That's right. And we'll play that again, too. We will start with that, and then we'll play some of the nonsense he spouted last night. Uh, he doesn't belong on the stage. And I, there should be another poll soon, because it's been mm -hmm. more than a month since they polled. Yeah. Just, we're going to vote in about a month. This so. is easy. Just vote for Rick Russo. <laughs> That's the he's, Johnny Ken voter guy. He's normal. Right? We're he knows exactly, he knows exactly was, what's wrong, and he's going to do everything in his power to make it better. This is worth mentioning because it's funny. Uh, are you familiar with Elon Musk? Anybody know who Elon Musk is? Now? Yeah, I've heard of him. Tesla CEO and the guy that now has control of Twitter. Uh, I guess he didn't take kindly to being attacked by one of the NBC prognosticators on the Peacock Network. I never heard of this woman or man, Medhi Hassan. No? no? Medhi Hassan? Well, apparently this person called Musk, a not-so-bright billionaire, complained that he was going to turn Twitter into uh, Nazis, basically. Uh, Twitter will go <laughs> too right. far right. Right. Musk is not bright. <laughs> Here was his response, which I think is great. And again, I mentioned that Medhi is with the NBC network. Same organization that covered up the Hunter Biden laptop story had Harvey Weinstein's story early and killed it. And built Matt Lauer his rape office. Lovely oh. people. <laughs> oh. The rape office. Rape office. Yeah, Matt Lauer. Remember he had the door locks and oh, stuff? Oh, oh yeah. He, yeah. Had, he had the little button behind his desk yeah. to lock the door so he could uh, shove yeah, the women. private time, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good... That's Musk for do, you. Do you know what I read about Twitter? They had a woman. They have a woman working there. She's their chief censor. She makes $17 million a year, and she's in charge of deleting things. Oh, I remember that story about that woman. Yeah. Yes. And, and for, she was the one who decided the Hunter Biden uh, story would be, would be squashed. It was just a Russian disinformation campaign. Right, right exactly. And if, there is, if this sale goes through, she's going to get $12 million uh, as a golden parachute. Does she need an assistant? $29 million. Well, he's going to show her the door pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. He? Yeah. Yeah, no, she's she's bad news. I, uh, <laughs> you make $17 million telling people what they can and can't say publicly? <laughs> wow. Uh, what a the racket. El Segundo Times today put out a couple of endorsements. We already mentioned the first. It's Karen Bass for mayor. Usually with the El Segundo Times, just vote the opposite. All right, whatever they pick. <laughs> On a proposition, they say yes. You say no. Uh, a candidate like Karen Bass, you say no. There's 
bunch of other people to pick from anyway. And John just said Rick Caruso's obviously a better choice. They've also endorsed for a full term as California Attorney General Rob Bonta. And the only reason I want to bring this up is we were just talking uh, to a man by the name of Dan Tibbetts, whose sister Mary Kate was murdered in her home in Sacramento by a transient who benefited from Proposition 57 and all of our criminal justice reforms. And the reason the Times likes Rob Bonta to continue on as attorney general is, of course, because he is a strong criminal reformer. But the part of this that I wanted to pick out, which I think explains the Times and somebody like Bonta clearly, it says here that Bonta would be the right choice. He has shown a commitment and an ability to effectively endorse laws that California has adopted either directly by ballot or through their elected representative. His tenure has been brief so far, and then it goes on to explain some of the things that they claim that he's done. But um, it gets here to the later part about how he's, uh, oh boy, I just lost it. He's pragmatic. <laughs> and Oh, here it is. Sorry. For example, asked by the Times editorial board about the omissions of domestic violence from the list of violent crimes ineligible for release credits or parole under Prop 57, a 2016 ballot measure to expand inmates' abilities to seek parole. Like where they put that, to expand inmates' abilities to seek parole. Bonta agreed that the issue required examination. At this point, though, he's offered only words. We're looking forward to his follow-through. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that was his answer to you? Maybe we ought to put domestic violence on the list of violent crimes that you cannot get early release for? And his answer was, yes, I, I think that should be examined. He's the freaking attorney general. He can do more than just say, we'll examine it. He can go right to the legislature and say, let's fix that. <laughs> I know. They, they would get their attention. Because somewhere in... See how they let him slide? Well, yeah. Oh, yes. He, he, said, he said that, yes, we're going to look at that. And we look forward to him looking at that. That's, That's what he's saying. Looking forward to the follow through. The follow through of him looking at it. Yeah, and when was this conversation? Months ago? Where's the follow-through? No, what, what? And that's important because that Smiley Martin, who's not been charged yet in the Sacramento mass shooting, but he had a long, violent record. You know uh, the what? gang member Where? who uh, fired his gun in Sacramento. He would not have been eligible for all these good time credits if domestic violence was on the list because that's what he did. If you end up in prison, you can beat his girlfriend up. You can rape an unconscious woman in California and it's not considered a violent felony. Yeah, it's... Like, it's hard like, to believe what's say, left off the list. Say that they out, did that on purpose. Say that out loud to yourself. And it started with Jerry Brown because yeah. all he would do was reference that list because he knew there'd be a lot of crimes left off of it, and that's and good see, for getting people out. You know, and and I, you know, I, we just had on Dan Tibbetts, whose uh, sister, sister was killed uh, by by uh, a felon who was released early from prison, and and he thinks that it's naivete that these people have. And I think it's something much more malignant than naivete because yeah. it's clearly on the record what happens when you let violent prisoners out because we've gone through this spasm in California before within many people's lifetimes. Yes. So I, I, don't, I don't think it's naivete. I, I, I think they don't believe that the government should have any power to incarcerate. I think they're all hung up on, on race counting probably more than anything. They're hung up on race counting. They, they don't know how to get around that they, because they, they can't argue against the idea that if you commit a crime, you should go to prison. Uh, if they say that, then what you end up with is, is disproportionate uh, prisoners based on race. Right. And they can't, they can't square that. They, 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 so they, 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 they come up, they just decide to let everybody out, let everybody out early. 
Don't prosecute him. Don't have bail. If you just don't prosecute him and you don't have bail and you let everybody out early, then you won't have any disproportionate anything. That was their solution to their disproportionality problem. Rather than saying, hey, if you did it, you're in prison no matter what your race is. We're not looking at race. We don't care about race. Race doesn't matter. If it's proven you did it beyond a reasonable doubt, you go to prison for a long time, and then you can't hurt anybody else. And that is the bedrock we have to get back to. You go back to simple basics. If you committed an action, proven beyond a reasonable doubt, you go to prison for a long time so you don't hurt anyone else. But they got so hung up on race and disproportionality that they came up with a system that lets everybody out or everybody doesn't go in to begin with. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. All right, we'll take a look at the uh, mayor's debate from last night at Cal State. Uh, we're going to focus on one particular candidate who should not be on the stage, should not be anywhere near public office. In fact, he was asked a question about street vendors, answered it completely in Spanish, and that's probably where he belongs, on the street vending something. <laughs> It's Kevin DeLeon, who doesn't know the Pledge of Allegiance, and we'll begin with that happy recap. He, he doesn't know the Pledge of Allegiance, and he won't answer questions in English. No. How about that? And he went into this diatribe against Rick Caruso about he, criminalizing homelessness and the whole broken you know, window theory, stuff that actually worked. Oh, the broken window theory impact. works. Sorry, Kevin, you're a loser. You are a failure. Broken window theory works. I was in New York City when they put that in place. Oh, forget about oh, it. Oh, cleaned up Times Square. Oh, right. my God. You have no—you're you're completely deluded. You're completely uh, insane. Well, here is one way to kill the murderers who have murdered people who are in the prison since we don't have the death penalty. We're not executing anybody. Sometimes one of them just kills another, and it has happened again. This time it's the Kern Valley State Prison— and uh, John always likes it when they say this in a story. Uh, officials there, or guards, discovered 50-year-old Alfredo Valenzuela unresponsive in his cell. <laughs> he shared that cell with 36-year-old Noah Herrera. Now, is that they did a security check, and they found Mr. Valenzuela unresponsive. Is that uh, a euphemism now for, for dead? It is. Mm. It seems to be a softer word. <laughs> Besides, it's also... It's technically accurate because when you go in there and they're unresponsive, you're not sure they're dead. I mean, right. you can check to see if they're breathing right. or if there's any heart rate. So, but you're not exactly sure. You can't say dead right away. That's up to a doctor. So or a the cemeteries medical. are just filled with unresponsive people. Well, no, at some point they are transitioned to dead. <laughs> Deceased is the nice word. Deceased. Deceased. Passed, Passed away. away. Uh, yeah, so here's what happened. And uh, this Valenzuela fella. Uh, he might be familiar to a few people in the John and Ken audience. He was sentenced in November 2010 to life without parole. He murdered Charles Clark Shayum, 78, and his wife Bernice uh, back in July of 2003 after breaking into the couple's home in Monrovia. He's a murderer. He murdered two elderly people. I guess he was just looking to steal stuff and they tried to stop him or they confronted him. Uh, in a 2003 interview conducted by detectives, Valenzuela told police he climbed through a window intending to burglarize the home, but he landed on top of the wife, Bernice. He stabbed her more than 40 times and stabbed the husband, prepare yourself for this, 113 times. So we're not going to be saddened at the death of Mr. Valenzuela. No, no. At the hands, apparently, of his murdering inmate. Good. 36-year-old Noah Herrera. Oh, and after doing all that, Valenzuela just got 
a life without parole. You know what? Which we don't believe anymore, by the way. No, we don't believe no, no, this. no. That's a scam now. That's why it's got to be death. It's got to be death because life without parole is not life without parole anymore. They end up they end up getting elderly parole and they're out, uh, you know, when they're sixty, or right. or or even earlier than that with Gascon. You know, I'm. You know what I'd like is just I would just uh, here's my criminal justice reform. There's like over seven hundred prisoners on the California death row. There is. Uh, I just would hand them all knives and open up the uh, gates to all their cells. And it's like, hey guys, have at it. Oh, like San Quentin. Just That's right. Go and at each other. Get and... the guards out of there. Make it really hot and humid inside. It's like, hey, no food. Go crazy. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah, it would be like an event, like a weekly event. Just yeah. oh, have several of them. Oh, put, you know. put cameras and uh, you know have a live feed on television. Yeah, and uh, you know we we could see just what kind of good people they really are, since that's what the, the progressives believe. These are good people. It's like okay, let's trust them to be good. Now look at the mug shots of these two guys. Scott Peterson wouldn't last an hour. He would be <laughs> he would be killed pretty quickly. You imagine with David Westerfield. What do you think him? happens to Scott Peterson for real? What do I think happens? How to many him? how many painful experiences do you think he's had? Oh, in terms of um, yeah, being invaded. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're implying, or <laughs> or just being beaten? He's usually alone in a cell, though, isn't he? Because he's on death row. Yeah, but they have ways. Although they're 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 the, going to move them the, to the general population. The trick the trick is the guard leaves the cell unlocked and they lets another guy know. It's like, hey, Scott's cell is open. You might want to go give him a visit. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up, uh, a look at the uh, mayor's debate from last night, focusing on one particular oaf of a candidate next. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.